Basically, there are three things that will help you choose your spouse. You choose them, wisdom chooses them, or God chooses them. Now, two of them things are not as simple as it sounds. A lot of instances, you choose them. Folk done told you don't marry this person. That's wisdom. You choose them. You go against wisdom, you choose them, because for whatever reason, they just turn you on, you didn't like them. You choose them. So you choose them, wisdom chooses them, or God chooses them. And sometimes when God chooses them, it's not that simple, because God chose Eve. Peace of the Storm, Part 5, Companionship. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And I am in the middle of a series called Peace in the Storm. And I am going to show you starting out a series of pictures for those of you who are just listening to the audio and you're listening by audio or listening to an mp3 file or on surprisesermon.com and you can't see the pictures, I'll describe the photographs to you. But A.V., if you would put up that first photograph. Now, this is the photograph of Elon Musk and his baby mama, Grimes. Now, Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. The lady who is with him is the mother of their recent newborn child. But Elon Musk is divorced and his baby mama, they are now broken up. If you would, the second slide. This is Bill and Melinda Gates. Bill Gates is the longest living, richest man in the world. Bill Gates was the richest man in the world for years, for the longest before Jeff Bezos overtook him. And now Elon Musk has taken over Jeff Bezos as the richest man in the world. But for so many decades, Bill Gates was the richest man in the world. And that's his ex-wife, Melinda Gates. If you go to the third picture, this is the second richest man in the world, who is Jeff Bezos, and that's his ex-wife, the former Mrs. Jeff Bezos. So what you've just seen are three richest men, not just three rich men, the three richest men on the whole planet. And all three of them are busted up and divorced right now. Three of the richest men or the three richest men in the world. Go to the fourth slide. This is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. So I'm showing you three, the three richest men in the world. I'm getting ready to show you four of the stars. That's Kim and Kanye. You don't know who they just matter of fact, they're talking about now he's getting ready to come out with a Bible where they got him as Jesus. But he busted up with his wife. The next slide. That's Blair Underwood. He splits from his wife, Desiree, after 27 years of marriage. Go to the next slide. That's one of my favorite actors. That's Ryan Reynolds, who uh, plays Deadpool and a whole bunch of other characters. And that's his ex-wife, Scarlett Johansson. They, they just busted up. She plays Black Widow. Big superstars, and, but they can't stay together. Go to the next slide. 
That baby face and his ex-wife, and even though he's got a baby face, he couldn't make it with his baby. And all of y'all know all of these folks. You've seen them. Now, that's the three richest men in the world, four of your super movie stars and entertainers. Now, I'm getting ready to show you three preachers and prophets. Go to the next slide. That's uh, one need to buy them in weeks. Y'all know the story about them all with the parking lot mess, but they busted up. And this is the largest black prophetess on the planet, and she couldn't make it with her husband. Go to the next slide. That's Megan Good and Reverend Devon Franklin. They recently just busted up, and they had written the book on relationships and dealing with relationship counsel. Here are the counselors who talked to other folk about relationships. They couldn't make it. Go to the next slide. Now, that's Paula White and her new husband. They still together. But that's her third husband. So I'm not going to give that just a whole, I'm not going to put any money on that stand together. I hope they do. But that's her third husband and that's his third wife. So Paula is one of the biggest preachers in the country. So I've just shown you 10 pictures of famous people with super duper money, the three richest men in the world, Four famous people and then four big preachers and prophets and all of them busted up with their husband or they own their multiple marriages. Marriage is tough. Now go ahead and put up the last slide. This is actually the top portion of H. Jackson's Brown's, his 21 suggestions for success. It's one of the most popular posters that's out there. And I actually have it in the foyer of my office. He's got 21 suggestions of life. His number one suggestion, can you blow it up where they can really see it or it's that big as it'll get? His number one suggestion is simply this. Marry the right person for that one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or misery. Now, I don't know whether that's fully true and it depends on the circumstance, but if you marry to the right or the wrong person, it makes a world of difference in your life. And I am preaching right now on the series Peace in the Storm. And I am using the letters of each of the words of peace in the storm. P was person. There's usually one person who will determine, you know, if you can get peace with that one person, it makes a difference. If you can get peace with your spouse, that's the number one person it makes a difference with. And then E was everywhere. How you need to find peace everywhere you go. And A was attitude. And today is C. And the C stands for companionship. And that's why I wanted to show and start off with just these 10 couples who've got money, who's got fame, who had spiritual foundation. And they all busted up. Companionship and marrying the right person makes a huge difference in your peace because often people's storm is that marriage. And if you can get that smooth, it makes a world of difference in how your life can go. That one major area. And even though for your eternal life, your religion and who you choose to serve and who you choose to worship makes the biggest difference. But in this life, who you married with is right on up there. Now, for your eternal life, there's no question about that. But your peace in this, because I know just too many folk in the church going through hell. 
And they're serving Jesus, but they're going through hell because of who they attached to. And they just got all these issues and problems. And trust me, when your home gets all messed up, it's a problem. Even with all three of those men, with all of the money in the world. If folk got so much money, I can't even comprehend how much that is. One of them's worth, I think he just hit 200 and something billion, which is 200,000 million dollars. It is an amount of money that is literally incomprehensible. It's just so much money. It's so much money. They said Bill Gates got so much money. If he saw a hundred dollar bill on the ground, it's not worth his time to stop and pick it up. And they actually did the calculation. He earned so much money. By the time he takes the time to bend down and pick up the hundred dollar bill, it's not worth his time. He has made more money in the time it takes to stoop down, pick up the money. It's not worth his time. Do you know how much money that is? But even with all of that money, Elon couldn't stay with his baby's mama. Bezos couldn't stay with his wife. Gates couldn't stay with his wife. So even with all of that money, if you don't have the companionship right, it is a challenge. Now, I talked with you in my last message called Triple and Double about how In Deuteronomy, there are three times as many curses outlined as there are blessings. And I talked about how in the book of Enoch, of the 12 gates of heaven, four of the gates had blessings coming out and eight of the gates had cursings coming out. This actually goes back to what's known in business as the Pareto Principle. The Pareto Principle came from an Italian economist who actually, while he was in his garden, he noticed that only 20% of the plants produce 80% of the peas. So he was scratching his head. He said, why is it that only 20% of the plants make 80% of the peas? And then he went and started researching it. He found that the Pareto principles followed through in almost every area of life. He found that 20% of the people in Italy own 80% of the property. That thing has gone over into business and you'll find that 20% of the employees produce 80% of the results. 20% of the products produce 80% of the revenue. And here I'm looking, I said, this thing is not just in business. It's not just in nature. It's in everything. It's even in the kingdom of heaven where the blessings only go to 20, 25% of the people. 75% of the folk dealing with these curses. You look at marriage. It's only about 20 or 25% of marriages that are fulfilled. And it has nothing to do with whether you're in the church or not. It has nothing to do even with whether you're a preacher or a pastor. Because pastors have just as high a divorce rate as the rest of the world. Makes no difference. None. But when you look at it, 50% of folk divorce. So you know they ain't making it too good. And when you look at the surveys and they survey people who've been married for 20 plus years and they ask them one simple question, would you marry the same person all over again? And half of them said no. So that lets you know they're not fulfilled with it. So even the Pareto principle applies to marriage where three out of four of roughly 80 percent of the people are not fulfilled in their marriage. And they're operating in the other side. So it's a principle. And I'm not here trying to change the principle. It's just like when Jesus said to them who hath, it shall be added unto. To them who hath not, even that which they hath going to be taken away from. I'm not trying to change the principle. I'm trying to move you to the part of the folk who hath. See, when you recognize a principle, don't try to fool with the principle. Because I preached once on that and I said, I don't even think it's fair. Why is that? Why? That's not even fair. 
Why do the people who got get more and the people who don't have lose what they have? That's not fair, but it's a principle. And I'm not trying to fool with principles. Eighty percent of folk are not going to be happy with these marriages. I ain't trying to fool with the principle. I'm trying to get you into 20 percent because you can't change the principle. I can't change the world, but I can influence the one today. So that's my goal is to move you from the 80 to the 20. The same thing is true with money. 70 percent of the folk don't have a thousand dollars. They can't pay the bills. They struggling. You only got 20 percent of the people who are really financially secure and financially prosper. I'm trying to move you to that 20, not trying to change the principle. That's like trying to change gravity. Sometimes you just can't change it. And that's why Jesus said to them who have it shall be added unto. So don't fuss about the principle is the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Don't fuss about the principle. You move to the north side because you can't change the principle. So don't sit here arguing because I was arguing. Why is this? That's just not fair. But it's the rule. So you have to move to where the rule is. That's why if you go in the ghetto, the stuff higher, you pay more money, your interest is through all the roof, your stuff allowed to get broken in, all that kind. You go to the rich side, stuff cheaper, easier, everything. So you have to move to the side where the blessings are. Don't fuss about the principle. You move to the side where the blessings are. So here, even with this thing, that will determine your greatest amount of peace in this world. It can sometimes be your greatest storm. How do you move to the side where the blessings are? And the number one way to move to the side where the blessings is what H. Jackson Brown said. Marry the right person to start with. Because if you got them, it's hard to change them. Get them right to start with. Now, now many of those of you married, you're happy. This message is not even for you. This was somebody who's still yet to get married. We got a lot of young folk in here, so take this real sit. Get that thing right. That one, it'll make more difference in the school you go to. It'll make more difference in the career that you choose. It'll make more difference in the company you work for. That one thing of who you marry, 90% of your misery or joy, it'll make a difference when you coming home whether you want to go home or not. Then when you get home, it's going to make a difference or whether you even want to go in the door or not. Then when you go in the door, it's going to make a difference of whether you even want to go in the bedroom or not. It just makes a difference. So having that right person, it'll make the biggest difference in your life. That one thing, H. Jackson Brown, marry the right person, is one thing will determine 90% of your happiness or misery. The thing that got Adam booted out of the garden was marital difficulties. I mean, if... Eve had not associated with the serpent, we'd have still been in paradise. But I want to show you something about even with the serpent. That's why I just got through finished a few days ago with a book called Will by Will Smith. And to be honest about it, it's one of the best books I've ever listened to. But what Will said was this. He says, the one thing that he has been, and I'm getting all of my sons to listen to that book. And George Listen to it on the first day. George, holler out, what was Will Smith's number one problem in the book? Relationships. Relationships. Now, now understand this. Will Smith is the number one movie actor in the world. 
He has more number one debut movies than anybody. He was the first rapper to get a Grammy. So he was number one on the music industry. He was number one with his TV show. He's the number one movie actor. And his main issue was relationships. And the book has some great insights. So here's a man with, with all of this. And he said his hardest problem was getting them relations. And it just was tearing him to pieces. He had all his money, all his fame, all this stuff. But his number one issue was what H. Jackson Brown said. Marry the right person. That one thing will determine 90% of your joy or misery. So even though all of these couples have broken up, and see, one of the things about now, why the divorce rate may be so high is because we live in so much longer. See, back in 1900, the average lifespan was 47. So you were dead before you divorced. Now... Folk living a long time, and because see, everybody was dying at 47. Most of the folk be still because they're getting divorced right around that time. So, most of the folk now, back then, you were just dead for you divorced. Now, folk living along, they're divorcing at 45, 50, 55, 60, 70, some even 80. So, they just living a long time, and they're just getting, I'm tired of you. I done lived with you 20, I'm tired of you. So, they just getting divorced now because folk are living much longer than what they lived 100 years ago. So the thing that can help you choose your spouse and what I've seen just in experience, basically, there are three things that will help you choose your spouse. You choose them. Wisdom chooses them or God chooses them. Now, two of them things are not as simple as it sounds. A lot of instances, you choose. Folk done told you don't marry this person. That's wisdom. You choose them. You go against wisdom, you choose them, because for whatever reason, they just turn you on, you didn't like them, you choose them. So you choose them, wisdom chooses them, or God chooses them. And sometimes when God chooses them, it's not that simple, because God chose Eve. Not only did he choose Eve, Eve was custom made. He made Eve exactly for Adam. And that's a deep story, and it's it's some deep revelation dealing with that. But one of the problems Eve had was association. And one thing that Will says in his book, he didn't originate this. I've talked about it before, that you become the aggregate of your five closest associates. And he says one of the things that he's been blessed with is he's always had good, solid associates around him, except in that area of relationships, Because who you associate with makes a difference in every single area of their life rub off in your life. But he had the top producers. He had the top financial people. But what he didn't have was the top folk with solid relationships. So when I looked at Eve, what the serpent told Eve was, you can be like God. But that was the very thing that got Satan booted out of heaven. He was trying to be like God. So the same spirit that was on the serpent, he put on Eve. That's why who you hang around with, and see the serpent was just hanging from the tree. That was a literal hanging. So the serpent was hanging from the tree, telling Eve, you can be like God. And it was the same thing that got him booted out of heaven. Who you hang around will determine where you go, how you think, what you speak, it'll even determine how you look. Who you hang around makes a huge difference. I told you George had read the book, but 
Last week, I was in the garage. I saw George come out of the house because he was quarantined with COVID also. And I saw him come out of the house and start walking. And so I just I left out of the garage and I caught up with him and I just start walking with him. And as we were walking, I said, George, I want you to read Will Smith's book, or at least I want you to listen to it. I want you to listen to the audible version because he narrates it. And he just his narration. He's an A quality actor. His narration is A quality, one of the best narrated books I've ever heard. I said, George, I want you to read the book. Now, the drawback, I said, this is a 16 plus hour book. George says, I'll read it. I said, it's going to take 16 hours. He said, no, it's not going to take me 16 hours. I said, wait a minute. I said, the book's 16 plus hours. If it's 16 plus hours, and it's going to take you 16. Please, no, it's not going to take me 16 plus hours. I was like, how are you going to read it or listen to it less than 16 hours? And it's a 16 plus hour. He said, because I listen to my books at double speed. And when he said that, I said, double speed. And I opened my audio book program, and there it had where I could vary the rate of the speed. So I clicked on two times, and it just went, I said, shoot, I can't even understand that. But what I did do was try varying speeds, and I ended up, I could listen at one and a quarter speed. So I ended up switching my listing on my audio books that I'm listening to right now. I bumped to one and a quarter. Now, the thing is, after I listened about three hours to the book, I finished Will, but after I listened about three hours, I noticed it's no longer sounding fast to me. I had adapted, and I figured in a couple of months, so when I asked George the next day, he said, I'm finished with the book. I said, how long did it take you? He said, it took me about five or six hours. I said, you listened to it? He said, no, I listened at 2.8. I said, good grief. But I said, George, this is a principle in the book. Now, just by me walking with you, I have increased my audio book listening speed from one to one and a quarter. And next month, I'm going to bump that up to one and a half. I said, but that would change a 16-hour book down to about 12 hours. So just walking with George, who you associate with changes some things. I said, now, George, I have seen the benefit I got by walking with you. I said, have you seen any benefit by walking? He said, yes, I have. I said, what's the benefit? He said, Daddy, when you came, you walked faster than I did. So I am seeing now, I am walking almost at twice the speed I was walking. And I'm walking further because you walk further than I do. So both of us improve the other just by association. Who you hang around with makes a huge difference. And who you marry makes a big, big difference. So there are three areas that choose who you're going to marry. You choose them. Wisdom chooses them. Or God chooses them. Now, God choosing them is a complicated thing because oftentimes folk, when it's somebody they marry, they just want to marry, folk get all twisted up by the voice of God. I've had, I don't know how many women said God told them I was their husband. I mean, I'm married now and I still got something talking about that. So I don't know. Sometimes a lot of people, when they really got their eye on somebody, I had my brother Dale Call me. He said, Nathaniel, somebody came over here to the church in a nightgown saying they are going to be your wife. I said, what? <laughs> I said, I said, so you got to be real careful 
When you think God has, now I'll give you one real good key that at least can, can filter out some of this stuff. If the other person said, uh-uh, it ain't God. And I've had people come, God has told me you my husband. No, no, I am not your husband. I am not interested. I am not going to marry you. I'm not even going to date you. So I am not your husband. I know, but God done showed it to me. He said it real. No, I am not. Not in this lifetime. I am not your husband. So you've got to be clear about the voice of God. But often, even when the voice of God does tell you, sometimes God's purpose is different from what you want. See, you think God is putting you with the, per- with the person just to make your life so smooth. Sometimes it's to train you. It is to take you to another whole level. It is to send you through some things that will develop your spirit, even though if you had to make that choice in your own mind, you may not make that choice. God told Jose to go marry Goma, a prostitute, for purpose. So he had some reason for why he did certain things. So God will often tell you, but you got to be real careful to make sure that God, you will often choose him. And then wisdom can choose them. And I strongly suggest that you use wisdom. Because a lot of times that voice of God can get real twisted. Child, he look like Denzel. God telling me to marry him. No, sometimes. So God, you can get real twisted up with that. But wisdom makes a difference. And if you want to know how your wisdom is working, first begin, you know, well, how have I been doing so far? That's the first question. Anytime you've got to go to a new place, you ask, how have I done with my past stuff? And that'll tell you your basic, how will you do choosing? And if you ain't been doing so good choosing, you need to get some wisdom. Now, the wisdom I would recommend for you, to be honest about it, I recommend you go online. I recommend you go online. I recommend you go to one of the top-notch services that goes through a psychological profile so at least you are matched with a lot of the things that will psychologically say you're going to be compatible with this person. They say opposites attract. Yeah, opposites attract, but similarities endure. And there's a big difference in that. So wisdom sometimes use every available tool. And if your mama or if your daddy tells you don't marry this person, listen to him. Listen to him. See, Samson was like Samson chose his own. His mom and dad said, boy, don't go down there fooling with them Philistine women. Don't do it. And he went right on down there, got all his hair cut off, got his strength taken, and got blinded. When we choose it out of our own knowledge and out of our own flesh, you mess up and we don't even use wisdom. So this thing makes a humongous difference in how your life goes with just that one area of who you marry. Now, God even spoke to me with some things. He said, basically... There are levels of folk. He said there are five areas that determine the level. And this applies to men, it applies to women. Those five areas, number one, looks. Looks make a difference. I ain't going to tell no lie about that. Look make a difference. That's the first thing. Looks make a difference. I've, I've sat there and talked with some pastors, and they were telling me about some of the marriage counseling sessions they had. And they said we had one couple come in, and one of the folks had just gotten all out of whack. It's all out of whack. And the other one said, Pastor, look at them. Look at them. They done just got all out of the way. He said, he said, could you do anything with them? And he said, Pastor Braun, I had to admit, I sure couldn't. Woo! <laughs> I sure could So looks, looks are a major issue. And that's num- looks. Number two is sex. The number one thing that causes most breakups is money. 
Second thing that causes most breakups is sex. And I can tell you, I don't know any couple that has divorced who had a good sex life. Just don't. And we don't counsel a whole lot of folks. I don't know any couple who had a good sex life that divorced. Matter of fact, I remember counseling this one couple. They're no longer here, but I was counseling this one couple and everything was wrong. Everything was wrong. Money was wrong. They had arguments all day. I said, well, what's your sex life like? He said, man, that sex life off the chain. It's off the chain. My toes be curling. Her toes be curling. It's just off the chain. They still together. <laughs> so, so, so. I'm, I'm dealing with some real stuff here because there's some real stuff that will really affect your world. Of those five things that make up the level, number one is looks. Number two is sex. And they're not in particular order. Just the five things God spoke to me. Number three is household. That makes a difference, how that household is run. And this matters with both men and women. But just even your household, you need to, if you, before you marry somebody, you need to see what their apartment, what their room look like. Just look in their car, see what their car look If the car all jumped up to the roof, that's how your house going to look. Now, if you can live with that, it's not going to bother you. That's fine. But that household makes a huge difference. How the household is kept was number three. Number four was friendship. And that makes a huge difference about whether you just can be good friends and you're supportive of each other and you're just good friends. Friendship is major. And number five was economy. That economy is number one. That money is number one. So if you got good economy, one good way to check it, pull a credit report. That'll tell you. If the credit report all messed up, you don't have a time with that money management. I can just tell you that right off the bat. It doesn't mean you can't handle it, but it does mean it's going to be an issue an area, a problem, and money is the number one area that causes divorce. So those are the five things God told me with the levels. But what often happens is this. The worse the levels are, the more the development. Because sometimes if you got somebody just real good in all them areas, it makes your life so smooth, so easy. And sometimes you start taking that for granted. But when you got somebody just rough in all them areas, you got to get your spirit together. In order for you to make it, you got to get your spirit together. So it causes you oftentimes to have a greater spiritual. See, Jose, he had to get his spirit together married to Goma. But Jose had to stay on his knees, had to pray, get his spirit calmed down. Sometimes a level that is a much rougher level causes you to develop and to grow much more. So this area is serious in terms of who you marry. And to the person who hopefully this message will impact. Because I've learned one thing. When somebody comes telling me they're about to marry, I don't learn. No matter what I think, no matter what I hear, I ain't telling them. And the reason being, they ain't going to listen. And every pastor I've talked to has said the same thing. Pastor Brown said, look, don't even tell anybody. When they're about to get married, I don't care what you hear, what you think, they ain't going to listen to you. But that's not true because I did have one man who listened. And this was probably 10 years ago. I was counseling him, and he said, Pastor, I need to talk to you because I'm thinking about marrying this woman. I said, all right. We sat there and talked for about an hour, or rather he talked. And at the end of it, I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I am going to tell you this. I've sat here and listened to you for a solid hour, and you ain't said one good thing about that woman. (laughs) You ain't said one good thing about that woman. So I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I am going to tell you what you just got through telling me for a solid hour. And you have not said one good thing about that woman. If you want to marry her, then go ahead. That's your business. So you don't listen to me. I said, you listen to you. And that man called off that wedding and didn't marry that woman. That's the only somebody who's listened. So 
You got to have wisdom yourself with this stuff because that's a serious decision. And that one decision can make a world of difference. I want you to put up the last poster. This is what this is. You got to start hanging out with people who fit your future, not your history. You've got to start hanging out with people who fit your future, not your history. So when it comes to companionship, and when I heard Will Smith in his book, Will, say that about those five closest associates, I've seen that in multiple other places, read it in the book Outliers. Jim Rohn was the first one who said it. But when I heard Will say it, it made me reevaluate my five closest. And I realized I needed to get them five closest screened and make some changes. Because if you want triple and double where we are expected to go for this season, I needed to make sure I fine-tuned associates. So like when I'm out walking with George or whoever I'm walking, when I go and when I'm with someone, if I'm talking with them, I'm spending serious time with them, they need to sharpen me. They need to improve me. They need to make a change in me going up. So who you are hanging with, who you are associated with, for those of you who are married and you're happily married and you want to go to another level, look at who you are spending time with and don't worry about your history. Look at where you want to go for the future and where you want to go for the future. You have to ask yourself, are these folk I'm hanging around? Who are my five people who I spend the most time with? Who are my closest associates? Are they taking me to the destiny where God has for me to go. See his companionship, and it makes a world of difference who that companion is. Now, Jesus needs to be your closest companion, but he sent the disciples out with earthly companions, and that earthly companion is who you're going to see most of the time. And the choice that you make, whether you choose them, wisdom chooses them, or God chooses them. And when God chooses them, you need to make really, really sure that's God. Really, really sure that's God. Really, really sure that's God. Wisdom is your best bet because sometimes you just ain't sure about whether that's God or not. Most of the time that God is you. But the choice of companion will make the greatest difference in your storm or lack of storm and your joy and happiness. Because if you choose the wrong one, you're going to have to spend a whole lot of your time on your knees praying to help you through this thing. That's a heck of a message to start the season with. But somebody needs that. And hopefully this will make an impact with one person and you will think about this is what Pastor Nathaniel said and, that, and I'm about to go down this path and I'm looking at this person and this person here about going to be a storm in my life. And I don't want to go through that. Let me make a change. People, I want us to be a part of that 20%. I want us to be a part of the ones who are fulfilled, who have the joy, who have all of the things that God has promised in his blessings that pour out of those blessing gates. That's where I want us to be. But in order for us to be there, we've got to do what we need to do to get there. And that choice is one after you make the choice of who you're going to serve in terms of Jesus, after you make that choice, your earthly companion is your next biggest and most important choice. That's going to make the biggest difference and it's going to make a difference in your children, all your stuff of your life. This is the choice.
that somebody in this congregation or out on the stream or listening to this audio is going to have to make. Make that choice well. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, listen to the entire series of Peace in the Storm, absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen. I'm going to ask James to come and close us out. Pastor James and Minister Stephanie, they have, for the longest, they've done our relationship seminars here. We had a couple come in years ago who did, the only outside couple we've had come in who did a relationship ministry, and they taught a relationship seminar. They divorced. They were teaching the seminar. They divorced. I remember C. Elijah talked about the number one couple's counseling. They divorced. So even the people who do this for a living have a hard time keeping it together. Make that choice wise. And let me leave you with this final thing. It's better, much better, for you to stay by yourself than get the wrong one. It's much better, much better for you to stay by yourself than get the wrong one. So don't let anybody pressure you into some rushing and, oh, I got to get me somebody. No, you don't. It's better for you to stay by yourself than to get hooked up with the wrong one because having to stay in it or get unhooked is a mess. Choose wisely. Amen. We thank Pastor for this awesome message. I tell you, this is a good way to start the year off, even though it may have seemed rough, but this is an area that will make you more difference in your fulfillment almost than anything else. And even when we go and minister to people on their deathbed and we ask them, you know, about their life, usually we've never heard anybody say, I wish I'd have spent more time making more money or working or at the office. It's usually in the area of their relationships, either with their spouse or their children, or it's in the area of his human relationship they wish they would have focused on more and done more with so this is one of the most important areas of life and is actually an area that I'm working with many of my children with right now they'll tell you I'm all in their apps and helping them screen the people every day almost because <laughs> I realize the importance of it and I want to add my wisdom to it and insight and I work with them almost every day and it's not an easy process but it's a worthwhile process. It'll make you more difference than anything else. And that's what I tell them. It's more important than where you're going to college. Because it's going to last way beyond school. Now, where you go to college may make a difference in who you're exposed to. So even when my girls are looking at colleges, we not only look at the academic, we look at the male and female ratio. <laughs> and we look at pictures of the students and we go and visit and get a vibe of the students. And my daughter, I've taken over three times to certain college just to eat in the cafeteria. I said, I want to look and get a vibe of the guys that are at this school that you can't see from a brochure. So we're looking at things that are beyond the classroom. So it's not an easy process, but it's worthwhile. And it makes not only a difference in your happiness, but this is the person, if you want to have children, this determines your generations. 
Anytime you all see somebody crazy at work or crazy driving, you go home back some general, you're going to see some craziness somewhere. So this is an important thing that will go through your bloodline, who you choose. It's not just your own happiness, but it's who you're building generations with. So it's a worthwhile endeavor. And even it was, I was kind of struck when he even started the message with Elon Musk and Even last night, I dreamed about Elon. I dreamed I was with him and talking about some business stuff. And uh, one of our mutual friends, he emailed us in the middle of the night, about three in the morning. And it was about Elon and something about him. And I woke up to his email and I just dreamed about it. And Pastor, actually, that was the first picture he showed and how he started. So it just shows you that God is in this message, that he's in this season and And another thing I wanted to tell you that even as he went through the levels of people that God gave you, most of us, we start thinking about these things with the other person that we want. But actually, while you're single, you need to think about these things for yourself. Because whether it's in person or in a dating app, the main thing you're going to do is match. So you can't just go through and pick out who you like. The better their level is, the more they're going to look at you in terms of these same five levels. So you need to use this time as a preparation for yourself. You're going to need to say, how are my looks and fitness? How is my sex drive and energy? How is my cleanliness and household keeping and organization? How is my friendship ability and personality? How is my economy? How am I doing with my money and my safe? So you need to work on these areas so that when the right person comes along and they begin to go on dates with you and talk with you. They're going to want to see your mindset and see your personality in the way. So you can't just go and pick out of a catalog what you want. No, they have to match with you and it has to be mutual. So you need to work on it. The better quality you are, the better quality you'll attract. So that's something that we can all do that, especially if you're single, the to, to begin to work on yourself in those five areas. And the last resource I want to give you is, as he mentioned, my wife and I did seminars. So we did do one for single people because we recognize the, the importance of this area. And we did a whole seminar to help you filter out to the right person and know from the very first date things to look for to know if this is the right person. And uh, we put it on our website. It's called thelovescreener.com. Thelovescreener.com. So it's a full uh, over an hour seminar that will give you techniques to be able to, at the beginning of starting with somebody, of how to discern through wisdom, is this the right person for me? So let's just give past another hand for this awesome, awesome, awesome message. Amen. Amen. And we just pray over your lives that God will begin to prepare you for your mate. That he'll sensitize you when they're in your presence. That he'll tell you where to go to. And even my father, when he got ready for his wife, he prayed to God. And God asked him the question of where is the type of woman that you're looking for? Where would she be? And the answer came into his spirit. He went to that place and found my mother on the first day. But he was also the type of man that she was looking for. So you need to pray to God. Be sensitive, follow his will. But you need to be the type of person. You need to ask yourself. 
type of person that God wants me to have? What type of person would God want them to have? And am I that type of person now? And in whatever area you're not, begin to work on those areas so that you'll be prepared. They say success is when preparation meets opportunity. So even if he brings that person along your path, if you're not prepared, they'll move on and they'll say, this is not what I'm looking for. So make sure that you prepare so that when they see you, they'll say, this is what I've been looking for. Amen. Well, with heads bowed, if there's anybody in this place, then you want to get your relationship right with the one who paid the price for you first, Jesus Christ. If you're not in right relationship with them today, this is the first relationship that you need right. It's your relationship with Jesus. So if there's anybody and you want to declare today and make a new commitment that I'm going to walk with them as I should this year in 2022, then the altar is open for you to come now and to get it right. I'm going to ask my wife to come and just close out the service with me as just a symbol of of unity and relationship as we've heard. Amen, amen. So if you all would just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now and I declare that I want to be closer to you this year. That I want to walk more with you. That I want to spend more time with you. That I want to obey what you told me to do. I want to spend more time in your word. I want to spend more time in prayer. I want to spend more time in worship. I thank you for loving me first. And I declare right now with my mouth and I declare in my heart that I love you and that Jesus is Lord. And I thank you for just loving me so. Thank you for wanting to be in a relationship with me just as I am. Thank you for accepting me just as I am and I pray that I will know you more this year than I've ever known you in my life in Jesus name amen amen I'm going to just ask my wife to pray over you and then everybody will stand and just have her dismiss this way hallelujah Lord we just We continue to be at your throne first, Lord, thanking you for this opportunity again, Lord, in 2022 to just be in your presence, Lord. We ask you to forgive us of our sins right now, Lord, the sins we committed knowingly and the ones we did not knowing, Lord. We just ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that this year, as my husband said, Lord, allow us to feel your presence more closely, Lord. Allow us to wake up to the brush of angels' wings over our faces, God. Allow us to lay down at night in your peace in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for these few that have come, Lord, but we know there are many more seated that wanted to come and didn't. 
So in the name of Jesus, Lord, by faith, we touch and agree even with them. And we ask you, Lord, to even grant their wishes in their seats, Lord. That as they call out your name or even think of you in the midnight hour, in the midday hour, Lord, you come running. And Father, we thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. We thank you that you are there. We are blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed coming in and blessed going out. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and never beneath, Lord. We thank you that you gave us that promise. And Father, as we seek your face, because you said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto us, Lord. So thank you for them coming, that they are seeking your face and not your hand, Lord. That they're seeking your presence and that they want more of you, God. We thank you. And we thank you for being that God, that deliverer, that protector, that lover, that healer to provide everything we need according to your riches in glory, regardless of what it is. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for a new year. We thank you for new blessings. And we thank you for this new relationship with you and with the others that you bring our way by your will. And it's in the mighty, matchless, majestic, wonderful, and powerful name of Jesus, we pray and receive it all. Amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part five of the series titled Peace in the Storm, subtitled Companionship by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5941. That's 5941. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5941 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh,